1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back for another OG Show Live. Mr. Randall, how you doing? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Real Down. Welcome back to another episode of Bass Fishing for News. Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to, once again, Bass Guy. Oh, brother. This is the final cast. Another segment of uh, Chasing the Tide, your saltwater connection on the Palatin. Welcome back, everyone. Another episode of Feather and Fur, your host. Welcome back to the Mindset Hey, welcome back to Off the Water. Happy here with Adventures of Outdoor Woman Podcast. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, go to eastport.info. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Reel Down on Paddling Fin. Appreciate you listening, as always. With me is the co-host... With the, I was going to say with the most, but that's so lame. I'm sorry. Um, Jimmy Skinner, what's up, man? What's going on, dude? How you doing? Good, man. Doing good. We had a uh, little guys, me and my son, weekend last weekend. So the wife's back from the beach. I'm ready to go knock some heads in this weekend, go catch some fish. So I haven't been fishing in like a month. It's been a month. I've been off the water doing house stuff and family stuff and everything. And now I've got... I signed up for the Bucks Island monthly just for fun, and uh, dude, I'm I'm ready to kill them this weekend for like the next few weeks. Hopefully, every weekend of October I'll be fishing. So, I definitely want to, I definitely want to get on the water in October because it's. I'm going to be busy. We've got end of the month. We're going to Grand Isle for redfish, so that's going to be wicked, man. Um, that, that's like <laughs> Grand Isle is so awesome. They uh somebody posted a picture down there from Grand Isle Marina uh I think yesterday and I've never seen so many redfish so big like absolute freaks. Um then we've got the Alabama State Championship, kayak fishing state championship. Uh so I'm not gonna get to fish that weekend. I may get to fish a day before, something like that, or I may because go fish shoal bass. Because you're running it. You're the yeah. TV for it. Yeah, I'm uh I mean took over tournament director for the state championship i've got all sorts of here i'll show you uh just a quick plug because they're one of my sponsors and they really stepped up uh thank dobbins rods for stepping up to sponsor this tournament they couldn't do any donating rods but all of these for anybody looking 
those are all 40% off uh, rod coupons and certificates for everybody that participates in the state championship. So uh, big shout out to them, but been getting in all the sponsor stuff, trying to get all the prizes in, get the last few things squared away, but it's going to be a good time. And then I was debating on fishing that Pickwick Bassmaster event coming up. So I've spent the, the last two weekends completely on Pickwick and yeah, no, I'm not going to fish that tournament. Uh, <laughs> we were there this weekend with uh, the MLF BFLs were there. And I mean, day one, you had like three guys that really caught them. And then everybody else, like day one, it only took on the boater side, it took nine pounds to get in the cut. And in the co-angler, it took five. I heard um, it was tough right now. We would have had, I think Saturday, we would have got in the cut on the co-angler side, me and the guy that were out there. And then I went back Sunday and fished my strengths instead and went up a creek and found current. And I I think I caught, on the light end, I caught 12 pounds, which a kid went out there and caught 19, uh, pitching jigs around brush. But I learned a lot, like, listen, especially listening to the weigh-in. I mean, it was, they were still on ledges or you were fishing the tail race. That was it. Like, it was pick one of those two poisons so yeah well, it was we'll see, it's, somebody will catch them out on pickwick but it's, i it's think a, by the time the yeah. kayak tournament hits the fall pattern will we need like two good weeks of cool weather and and a lot of those anglers out there that we're doing good are from florence so like that's their lake and they were saying the same thing that they need two solid weeks of cool weather for them to swap off the ledges so we'll see right. i still don't think i'm gonna fish it though now we, we've got our uh, Southern Championship for the KFL that weekend. I'm fishing, and yeah, so I'm practicing up for that. So hopefully, we win that next week. You know, we're going against the Virginia Reapers that are coming here. That'll be difficult. And then at the end of the month, it's Chickamauga. So if I do, if I do, if we do win next weekend, then I'll be fishing Chick from here on out, just practicing up. As long as there's yeah, no yeah. off limits, I'm, I haven't checked, but we'll see. And oh, yeah. we did we did have a somebody made an announcement this week. KBF they came out with their their schedule. I'll share it here. If you happen to be watching. Hedge tab. I'm curious to see it. I'm I didn't hear the I didn't watch the podcast to hear the first few that he announced. There it is. The first one is January 28th, 29th, Polk County, Florida. Let me see where it's at. I don't even know where it's at. Is that not where the Kissimmee chain is? Yeah, I think it's the same place they had it last year. Yeah. County, Florida. Google knows. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Kissimmee. So there you go. I, I think they just have a different sponsor where it's the city, the county is doing it rather than like the city of Kissimmee. Yeah. Kissimmee. yeah. yeah. Uh, February 25th, 26th, Lake Murray, South Carolina, uh, April. And then they go all the way out west to Lake Havasu, April 1st and 2nd. St. Clair, April 15th uh, through the 16th, which is super early for St. Clair. But I should say that's like they might have just thawed out by then. <laughs> like, yeah, way pre-spawn. Uh, Grand Lake, and that's the event where they, I guess, are getting some kind of 
they're not going to make them stick real close to the bank that time of the, this in this event, and they're going to try it out where kayaks can cross a lake or cross big creeks. They don't have to be 100 feet or yards to the bank, whatever kind of messed up rule Grand Lake has had. Plus, I, I know he said on the podcast that they're going to have a second body of water that will be open as well, uh, where you definitely don't have to worry about it. Uh, Potomac River, April 29th and 30th. Lake George, it's up in New York, May 21st, 22nd. Chickamauga, June 10th and 11th, and that's right whenever they get offshore. So that will definitely, whenever they're still a little bit stupid, you know, they like late May, early June, they're still catchable. You know, they still haven't been pounded all year offshore. So great time to fish Chickamauga. And then California Delta, June 24th and 25th, and that's it. They stop in June, and then Wheeler, I think they said already, is going to be where the champion, the KBF National Championship gathering, open, whatever you want to call it, is going to be. And these dates, it says at the bottom, if you're listening, unofficial, the dates, the final dates will be set November 1st, so it's probably super close, but just watch those. They, they might change a little bit, but yeah, good schedule. It's, it's kind of... All, you know, they're definitely going all over the place. It's it's definitely spread out for sure. Yeah. Curious to see how the year treats them. Yeah. Yeah. Should be good. Well, uh, what we got for uh, for today? Yeah. Here, let me get out of here. Stop sharing. There we go. <laughs> well, today we have the first and second place from the Bronze Back Classic up in Clearwater, Mission, Clearwater Minnesota. Excuse me. Um, and we have, let me bring them on here. Scott Stuhlman and Shenang Yang. What's up, guys? How's it going? Hey. Appreciate y'all being on. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, Yeah, first we'll do intros. I know, Scott, you've been on here before, but tell everybody who you are, man. Uh, Yeah, I'm Scott Stuhlman. Um, I grew up in the South, Louisiana, Texas, and I moved up to Minnesota. I started fishing, really, and... Got a got a kayak and started fishing and just haven't looked back. Just been go 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 go. Um, and then you know after you know we had a couple of good good national finishes with some guys in Minnesota. I got a group of guys together and we started a, a in state you know a little more competitive higher end tournament run um, group. And it's been going pretty good. We're, second year, we're growing. So it's Minyak, pushing, 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 uh, you know, really allowing guys to promote themselves, drop their videos, you know, p- pushing guys to try to travel nationally and get to some of these national tournaments. That's <clears throat> guys that I think would be really good nationally. You just got to get them, you know, get them out there, get them on the road. Yeah, yeah, y'all are really fortunate. Minnesota with a lot of different grass lake grass and and clear water. Yeah, I mean, yeah, y'all are super diverse there. Yeah, I mean, we have we have a you know very short fishing year. Um, you know, mid mid May till you know, maybe mid November if we're lucky. Um, and except for you can get some of those power plant outputs, you could you could get over there and fish them. It's hard to get in a kayak and get out there, but a discharge of some of those power plants 
stays flowing pretty good and no smallmouth is stacking there. But yeah, we it's a condensed year, but the great part is is that the whole summer it's never so hot that you just really can't fish. This is one of the hottest summers we've had in a while. We had a few days that we were floating a river. I think when Chad Hoover was up here, we floated a river and uh it was about 94, 95 that day. It was pretty hot days. Um you can handle it though. You're from the south. It's it's not too bad. I, I mean you lose it a little bit when you're up here, but it, when I go back down to Texas for work, uh about after about a week, uh I get used to the heat. I just don't get used to the traffic and the you know, not not nice drivers. <laughs> yeah. How about you, man? Um, yeah, my name is Shneng. I uh, just started fishing during the pandemic in 20, yeah, 2020. Um, yeah, my, my brother started or have been fishing for the last few years and then, you know, needed to pick up a sport, do something while social distancing and whatnot. So got into the kayak, went out, started fo- uh, fishing locally with just some uh, angler friends, did some small pickup tournaments and then Slay Nation came up yeah. to Minnesota kayak trail series. That was the first trail series um, I jumped into uh, that. I think it was a 2021 last year. And then I actually got England of the year last year for that trail series. That's awesome. So, yeah. It was crazy. I felt like I just picked up the sport really well. Listened to a bunch of podcasts, you know, a bunch of people on paddle and fan, listen to YouTubers, just watching kayak, just soaking all in from that, the, the 2020 to 21 uh, winter and then got ready. And then, just went and really did slay. So, and then um, this year, kind of pulled back a little bit, went back to school, but then still able to go out to some, uh, do some um, Minnesota local clubs, um, MNKFA, and then um, yeah, did any pickup tournaments I could do. So, really, really enjoying it. it it's it's like you know, fishing is life. You know, you can't. Thank you. I I translate it all fishing techniques and just what you learn and you know what you go from it into real life that's it's just so relatable it's funny shout out to frankie with a slay nation i don't know if anybody anybody across the country has done more to grow our sport than him with the you know small little grassroots trails and i mean you know you're a great example of of what his organization has has done getting people into a sport so man i'm i'm glad you're glad you're a part of it that's awesome I mean, I'm so, glad you mentioned listening to us. That makes me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! I, I think well, we, if you're not a kayak bass or a kayak angler, it's it's hard not to listen to you guys. So yeah, well, yeah, we, we have some it's it's all quantity and not quality. So we, we have so many shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You never know what you're gonna get out of it. Yeah. That's well, true. Here, so so one of y'all that this this event was on the Mississippi River. I'll go over it here. 48 anglers, 209 fish were caught. It's a four fish limit, which uh, we were talking about beforehand. I love four fish limit for local, you know, more not national trails. I, I think yeah. that's such a great number. Uh, Scott, you won it with 77 and a half anchored by a 20 and a quarter inch smallmouth. Um, Shenang, you had 77 inches, so just half inch behind, not much. Uh, 19 three quarters was your big. Could you only measure smallmouth? Is that what it was? Yeah, bronze back. Oh, okay. Only small yeah. mouth. Yeah. Uh, In fact, my buddy caught a couple of large mouth and he couldn't, yeah. couldn't 
That, see, that'd be the yeah, day I caught like say. three tens. You know, I'd have three 24 inch bass that absolutely meant nothing anymore. Yeah. And then Michael Krutzig, who was going to be on here, I, I he couldn't make it, but uh, he had 75 and a half. So, yeah, a lot of limits. It looks like limits went all the way down to 35. So, and they yeah, were like, if you look back, man, like, if, I mean, all the way down to. We'll say 30th called at least a 17 and a half inch. There's so many 18s and 19s though. Like tons of good smallies. Like this is, this is be one that I would travel for. Like something we'll touch on a little bit too. It did have some really good prizes. It's a a great stretch. Yeah. It's slightly different than if you're fishing something like the Susky. Because the Susky has so much shallow water and the water's down just a little bit. Like you're dragging, you're you know you're dodging boulders, or they have to authorize everybody to wade fish, and then everybody's out of their kayaks the whole tournament anyway. Um, so, but this place, like, there's always you know some water channels running pretty good. It's got some heavy, pretty heavy flow through there. So, knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal develop high-quality, technically sound products, and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Hell yeah, I need to make this one. Is this like an annual thing? uh, what has been um you know what they they came off from covid and backed out of it after 2019 so this is the first year tournament back since covid they started up normally they have it twice a year actually uh they have one in august first week of august in the last week of september and they timed that they i mean they i'll give you this they know that river those two times are phenomenal bite times they they got that that crazy summer smallmouth bite where the smallmouth are just hitting at, like you could throw a two by four in the water <laughs> and a smallmouth will bite it and then that catch that right at the transition of fall that late September like it it, it might have been about a week early this year but it was close because like the next two days after that it's been cold so the water <laughs> temperature's been screaming down. So yeah, can can you kind of tell us more about the water? Like, uh, like how much water is it? Is it all kind of current that you're looking for? Yeah, I mean it's you know it's it's a you know it's like the Mississippi and most it's it's a tannic water, uh, so it's got a kind of you know reddish iron stain to it. There's a lot of iron in the water up here, um, you know the mining and everything else. So um, not as dark as some of the other rivers in Minnesota, but it's definitely got a pretty good little tannic stain to it um when it's cleared up it's dark but 
clear and you could see pretty good. Um, And, you know, like every fishing, smallmouth fishery, like, you know, it's got, you know, you got trees in the water, you got, you're fishing lay downs, back of lay downs, anywhere there's a break in the current, current seems on the edge of rocks, you know, big eddies behind islands, you know, uh, you know, two inches from the shoreline where like two twigs hanging over the top of it to get for them to get some shade or protection from the birds. Like they'll sit, you know, two inches from the shoreline. And Um, there's also some deep holes too that there's holes where it just drops down from like one to two feet into like seven, eight feet. And that's where they're just hanging out. Um, Yeah. Behind big boat and there's boulders, there's deeper boulders that are down there as well. And, you know, there and there's just a lot of bait fish, pan fish that are just hanging out there with the smallies. A bunch of carp um, roaming around. Can't tell you they and they run in schools too. And I know my brother runs LifeScope and he just sees, you know, he sees these blobs and it's kind of hard what what what's what, you know, but they're all there. And a lot of a lot of the rivers up here also have red horse. Um it's in like the sucker family. Um, yeah. Okay. So they're, they're kind of got a you know red tail and um, you know you see a lot of them that are 18, 19, 20 inches, and then uh, you get in some of the rivers up here and you can find these giant ones. Um, and they they can have their days when they're just super fun to catch. One of my buddies catches, oh, yeah. and sometimes he'll just spend one day on them whenever he's fishing the rivers, just because it's fun. So did did y'all practice a bunch, or are y'all from right there? Get can you kind of talk about your practice? Uh, I'm about two and a half hours, um, and I, you know, I've been spending a lot of time on rivers this year. Um, I have a buddy, Colin, who has a YouTube channel. He does a lot of river fishing, a lot of, you know, showing people how to target smallmouth and stuff on rivers and We've been spending a lot of time fishing rivers in uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin. He goes with me. We do the Susky every year. Um, and he he does a lot more river. He, like he does it a lot more than I do because uh, I travel the kind of tournament circuit a little bit more. Um, but yeah, he we it's been a real big focus this year. And of course, for me, you know, the Miss, Upper Mississippi is the closest place that's got quality consistent quality smallmouth um i can find a few here and there i can get in the rivers and catch one or two in a lot of places but the mississippi river is just you know and then that stretch is really good uh for me because i fish a lot by myself i either have to pay to shuttle which there's a really good shot the people that put on the tournament clearwater outfitting they do a really good job they have shuttling service um and you can do that that's perfectly fine um you know it's not necessarily the great best option if you're trying to drop in at, at sunrise and leave at sunset um yeah. you know it's 16 hours of fishing in the summer up here during the days and i promise you i will be out there for all 16 of them most of the time i can get behind that to, to, my, to my wife's dismay she doesn't care for that very much sometimes but um but yeah, so, you know, I, I go up about every, I was going up about every three, three or four weeks, I'd go, go up. And because I was by myself, 
I kind of started to do, I went down to one of the launches and was doing in and outs. And um, I found early in the summer, I found the fish, they were spread out everywhere, but they were in classic smallie spots, you know, um, near lay downs, throwing behind lay downs, up near the shore. It just, but I was catching in behind boulders and in eddies and everything else. And I was catching some big fish. So every couple of weeks, you know, I kind of go back and the water would be a foot, six inches to a foot lower because the water is constantly coming down, coming down, coming down, coming down. And so I was just constantly, every three weeks or so, I'd go see where they were at and try to get on a pattern on them. Um, and then last week, uh, we, Slay Nation, had their final, their, their championship, and they opened it up to the public. So you didn't have to be a member. They allowed uh, everybody to, to pay an extra fee and, and compete in it. I thought it'd be a good practice run. So I decided to do that and won that one. So it was a good practice run and it kind of foreshadowing kind of gave me <laughs> the, the free, the first, you know, a week ahead of time, it told me kind of where the fish were, were at. And they were kind of in the same pattern that they were when I fished you know, probably two weeks before that. So kind of, they kind moved, of they moved, yeah. but it was the same pattern. So. Gotcha. Shanang, how, how about you, man? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm from the metro area. So I'm a little bit like 10 minutes out from St. Paul. But uh, yeah, it's about an hour and a half, an hour for me, like 50 minutes if I drive fast enough. Um, but yeah, it was, it's, you know, it's going up there. I go... You know, once I figured that, like my first year fishing, um, friend Elvis, he's been on uh, yeah. here. He took yeah, me up there. We went out, and it was great. It I was, like that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a good guy. Um, so he he took me out, got on some good fish. Ever since then, we're I, we've been going out early, early little after fish, um, bass opener, and then went out, you know, once or twice in the summer, and then would go out consistently probably once the temperature, the water temperature up here drops into, you know, the low sixties, mid sixties, low sixties, and as it drops until like November. So I will go a few times. I, I know the clear water does not be landing pretty well. Um, I don't know where they're, where they're, where they'll be stacked at, you know, just they change a little bit, just like what Scott says, but usually they're in the general area, you know, the eddies, you know, really shallow um, in those deep holes when they're when they're stacking and just feeding. <clears throat> but you know, it's just you, you can't get enough. I mean, the other closest if you either go to St. Croix or else you go all the way to Lax, you know, lacrosse. Yeah. Um, the other the other places too, but those are, I mean, St. Croix is on the other side of the state, <clears throat> going or yeah, going towards Wisconsin, and then lacrosse is a little two hours, two and three hours away from the city. So, I mean, going to clear water that's perfect distance is not too far not too bad and usually i go with somebody uh, i haven't used a shuttle yet but was fortunate enough to go with somebody or have someone pick me up um and then and then you know i get to spend from sunrise which you know you don't want to start too early because you know you lose a lot we sunrise don't start until like seven or eight going at the end of the year and then you have to leave by four before dark so you know, that's eight to 10 hours right there, which is perfect. Yeah. yeah. So I, not, not, not to get sidetracked, but how is Minneapolis? Is it okay now? 
mean, is it is it safe to go there again? It's it's safe. It's good. Um, I think I think it's just you know it's it's still it's still around. It's still where you know everybody's aware, um, what's going on. But yeah, the last this last summer too it was a little hectic with everything going on as well. Um, but I mean, from the last few years, I think it's kind of cooled down. But you know, it's still still in the air. Yeah, my my dad's from there originally. He lived there until he was 17. But yeah. You know, talking to, t- talking about the fishing, like, I don't think a lot of people realize just how good the fishing is in Minnesota. Like, a lot of people have never heard of Mille Lacs, And I feel like the MLF event this year kind of helped spotlight that lake a little oh, bit. Did you see how many six-pounders they drive? There's like... Hey, Dustin Connell is my guy. And his ability that he was like, I think when I went back, he was averaging a four pounder. Like, yeah. he caught eighty five pounds on the final day or something like that. Like, what? Like, what? I was fun to watch. It was really fun to watch. Oh, it was like my like I we watched it and I was just like blown. Like I kept thinking I was Especially like okay, like that barrage at the the last two hours of that day when they were jumping, jumping, jumping. Oh, like he thought uh, he had it locked, and then all of a sudden. I can't got, remember that guy. It's like, I was like Mike something or another, but yeah. dude went on a flurry at the end and he only lost by four ounces. And Dustin was saying, Dustin's like, oh, he's got me. My bite died. He's got me. And he just outlasted him. But yeah. I, I just kept thinking the schools were just going to shut off after that entire week of them beating on them. And it didn't. They just move on to another school and start whacking them again. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, and we've got some. Lot of, there's a lot of lakes like that here. Uh, you know, Keep it close it, to your chest. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there's ten thousand lakes in Minnesota. There's a lot of there's there's different types of lakes in Minnesota. You got to remember. So you know, there's glacial lakes, and then there's kind of uh, like some that are born out of the rivers, or that are just kind of like uh, you know, natural. There's a few man-made lakes, but not a ton of man-made mm-hmm. lakes. But there's some glacial lakes that are you know, super super deep, and then there's those ones that are like like they don't get deeper than 25 feet and they got rock and boulders everywhere and those kinds of lakes like that here there's a bunch of them around and they are just smally factories they produce the fattest just big old fat smallies mm. and this different than river smallies. those, those yeah. river smallies can get big but they're long and and lean and Meaty. you know muscular yeah. and then you get on those lake ones and you get Footballs. a you get a freaking sixteen incher that's four pounds and you're like jeez yeah there and were it, a lot of those caught that yeah. they were pulling up that I was like well that's a tiny like length fish and then it'd be like three pounds two ounces I'm like Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that that that's half the reason we wanted to have the show whenever we saw a bronze back classic is like let's talk some yes. small, small mouth all right yeah. <laughs> so get get. Shanang, go ahead and tell us about your tournament day, man. Yeah, it was, you know, um, you know, got a shout out to uh, a friend of mine, Jester. He helped out in the beginning too. He did Slay Nation the week before for the Angler of the Year Championship and um, kind of helped me out there. So appreciate that. Um, but yeah, started out with some spots early, close to the Clearwater shuttle or yeah, the the launch, and then uh, caught a nineteen and. Uh, 19 and a quarter there chatterbait um you know that 
that guy hit it hard. And, you know, you, you know, the sun was just rising too. So I was just like, not, nah. it was maybe my fifth or sixth cast, just boom. Uh, so that was a good confident boost right there at that, that 19 and a, and a quarter, um, kept going, um, hit this other spot, uh, you know, and I, all I did, all I did was junk fish. I was throwing spinner chatter bay. I was throwing top water, the buzz bay. I was, I had a Ned rig on, I had a drop shot on. Um, so it just junk fish into the, the so, best. So to two um, questions real quick on that, just because yeah. it's, we're talking river smallie fishing, what's your like go-to for chatter baits in the rivers? Uh, and are you, you know, throwing it in the heavy current areas, you know, for, I, I would assume that's what you're doing, but like what, yeah. what chatter bait is your, is your like money for a river smallmouth? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, um, it, it has to be the jackhammer. Um, this year I, I tried the, uh, the big blade too. Cause it, it looks like it's hunting a little more, you know, yeah, yeah. more water, but, and that jackhammer <clears throat> just bumping so much in the water. It's, it gets their attention. Um, and then I was using a gambler, um, uh, the smaller version of the gambler swim vibe bait. So that, mm -hmm. that gets a lot too. The, the paddle is just so thick in the tail. Um, so I, I really enjoy that. Um, so that, that, and then I'm throwing in the seams where the river, it, it's a slight eddy, but it, it goes right. into a pool where they're just sitting there. Um, so that's where I'm hitting all the jackhammer, um, the, the chatter bait. But you that, just try to keep be, it natural colored, nothing crazy. Yep, I, I like the chartreuse. I think chartreuse in in this general area is what the smallies love. They, I've always had luck with char chartreuse, darker colors like black and blue, or just a natural green. Um, I haven't had too luck with white, um, so that that's what I I used um, for this chatterbait bite. That's what that like the only, the only one I've ever had any smallmouth bites on. Um, once in the river and once in the lake was a white and chartreuse. So it's kind of crazy. It's a little, mm -hmm. a little different, but they did have the chartreuse. Yeah. Um, and, and my second question was um, drop shot in the river. Where are you throwing that? Like, I know I don't carry, I know they make heavier shots and power shots yeah. and all that stuff that I don't dabble with, but what, what are you doing with a drop shot in a, in a river? So drop. Yeah. I'm, I'm throwing that drop shot where those drops are, where those holes are letting it sit all the way to the bottom or just, finding where the drop is, the slope is, and then just going, I would even just pull out of the river a little bit, um, sit outside one leg in, one leg out, just kind of slowly, you know, slowly making that come up from the slope, the drop shot. Um, and I, I use either the, um, uh, what's been hitting for me is there's the other Z-Man, the, the, the tail, that one will hit where there's the black and the chartreuse color, um, it's like a leech looking yeah. um, profile. So I would use that. Um, I use the Zoom. They don't have it a lot of places in Minnesota, but it's the Zoom. Um, it's not the finesse worm, but it's it's like the Z. It has a little tail. It looks like the, and I can't remember the name, but it's not the one that everyone gets. It's it's a little different one. The tail, it, it kind of waves. So it kind of floats a little bit and then waves up too. But it's a, mm. it's a Zoom brand. Um, so I use those two for just to try and get a bigger profile. Okay. Yep. I'm definitely gonna have to try that. We've got some some pretty decent smallmouth uh, river spots down here in uh, in Alabama, and I've never ever once thought about throwing a drop shot in the river. So <laughs> yeah, have to give like that if, a try. If there's, if there's current, it kind of right. Yep. It, it, it works. It works in itself. It too. 
Yeah, yeah. it's like the, my whole thought for not throwing it is like, like I throw a lot of Texas rigs yep. and stuff in the creek. So it's like you got to get that weight right so that it can either play in the current or stop or else it just blows downstream. Yeah. And in, in my head, I'm usually fishing a drop shot on such light stuff. I think it would just, you know, blow out. But Yeah, I'll fish I'm, that super heavy drop shot down there on the Tennessee River, especially when you get around those spotted bass. Yeah, that, that thing is money around the spotted bass. You just got to get it heavy enough to get down. And then That's one thing, of, man, around you here. Can, you can either throw it up and let it come down with the current, or I put a little bit more weight on it and throw it downstream. Yeah. And yeah. kind of bring it up, and then good thing about that is if it kind of gets stuck, you just kind of pop Drift it a little bit, let the current it. let the yeah. current push it back off of whatever it got stuck on. You can bring it back up. So yeah, sometimes I'd have a drop shot weight with a tungsten weight sitting on top of it. On the line. <laughs> See, I was just about to say that a problem around a lot of the tackle shops around here because I try to shop tackle shops as much as possible. You know, support them. I I, I don't think I've ever made a tackle warehouse order. I usually just go to a shop i'm a visceral mm. shopper in general i like yeah. i have to i like to see it, it put my hands on it yeah look at it Lift but uh, it. None, none of the shops yeah. around here carry heavy drop shot gear I, i've looked ever since i first saw a power shot video i was like oh hell yeah i want to try that and nobody yeah. around here carries like one ounce tungsten teardrops or anything like that no you know, you know what they got I, I bought some i think i got them on uh either at omnia or i think i got them at omnia uh it's a drop shot um it's a drop shot wire and it has it has the drop shot hook on the top the the normal clasps that'll hold on the when you tie the knot it'll yeah hold, right but it's a wire and you can put whatever tungsten weights you want on it Ooh. bend the wire like you would a, on like a tokyo rig like a tokyo rig and then clip it onto your thing and then clip the rest of the wire on it so I got some of those. I haven't used them yet. because uh, But the great thing about that is that you can customize your weights just like you could a Tokyo rig. You can make the weight exactly what you want. You mm. know, and you can keep write that down. You too. can put a lot of weight with a thin profile because you stack them versus, you know, like having to have one of those super, super giant three quarter weights. You know, I mean, in general, I like to use a lot of teardrop weights. Uh, in my the way I fish, they I tend to have get those stuck less in general. Same. Um, yeah. But I, I don't carry any other kind. I I just carry the teardrop. Not not that I'm the biggest drop shotter, but yeah, I I've gotten to where I'm using the cylinders in some a lot of places Grass. too. Um, well, there's that too. Yeah. And um, you know, I'll I'll make a note make a note on this too there's a local guy up in up in minnesota the midwest area terry ellis he has tungsten weights where he sells and it's it's really affordable i i would say it's the most affordable out there um and he he ships them locally all over um terry ellis tungstens and i get all my drop shot weights i get i i actually caught my second small my second small mouth the 19 and a half on a, on one of their jigs Small profile, all tungsten, very good hand tie, hand tied um, tungs or jigs. He he does swim base too, so you know that guy. He's, got, he, he knows he's gonna be to shipping a package down here soon because no, yeah, go. I like small go tungsten jigs. Yep, very, very good. And he has the no chip with the uh, you know with the warm weight, uh, the warm tungsten 
uh, Texas rig, you know, the warm jigs. Um, and then also he does net rigs as well. So he, he does a little bit of everything. Mm. Yeah. Really y'all cool. ever, y'all ever throw a free rig? Is that something? I, yep. yep. See, I, 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 I've thrown I, it a couple times and I like, it's like, I, I think a free rig. Uh, and, a, like a drop shot weight, but in the middle of the line somewhere. Yeah, so it's it's uh it's not a it's yeah it's a drop shot but open cylinder. But open cylinder. Yeah, the open cylinder. So it, it goes up and down yeah. freely while the when when the bait's coming back it kind of goes a little slow. So it's like a backwards rigged Carolina rig. Instead of yeah. instead yep. of like like rod line weight bead hook, it's backwards. Yeah, it's like a it's, it's basically like a Texas rig with no bobber stopper. That's how it is. Yeah. So and and that you know another friend of ours this this year right, Danny yeah Danny Lee he did really well on that he he did really well on that over in um in lacrosse um I forget which tournament this was um where he took first up there too I believe so you know he he did really well with the free rig and and I would fish that sometimes too got a few good bites um I've got that really, really 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 heavy weight um on wing dams. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. And on lacrosse, when the water is, when the height over the water over the wing dam is perfect, there's smallmouth stack, stack in there. You could throw a, a tube on the back of that. And it's almost like a Carolina rig where that weight will drop it down. But that thing will kind of still free float a little bit. Man, the hell with Alabama. I'm moving up there. It, it, it's, it, it seems like a free rig would be great for a river in those kind of situations. But I, the yeah. couple of times I've thrown it, like I bought the OSP, the yep. Do Live yep. thing. Out, like I, I got that, that And that stuff stinks, man. They, I mean, them Jap, Japanese guys, they put some stank on air baits. But uh, I just I haven't really had any luck with it. Like I know it works. I see why it would work. I see the application. I just, I, I'm sure I just need to go out there one day and just throw a free rig all day. You know. Yeah, it's it's just an alternative to the uh, to the Texas rig, right? Yeah. Or a drop shop, right? Sometimes so the only pressured fisherman, you just you just have to change the way it's presented just a little bit. And yeah. Sometimes they're like, yeah, I'm not used to that. Well, mm-hmm. that's different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just just the fall rate, just changing that could be enough to. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Well, go ahead and um, uh, finish your your day up. So yeah. So second fish caught the nineteen and a quarter on a jig, um, where there's like I, I believe there's the river that just kind of flowing, um, hitting the slope again. Where I was like I was sitting at four or five feet, dropped to six, seven, eight feet. Big boaters, but the thing was there's a lot of carp, so I think there wasn't a lot of smallies there. Kind of scared them. They're jumping every like one to five minutes, but I caught my big one there with the jig um, from, you know, from uh, Terry Ellis's tungsten jigs. And that was with a more natural color, uh, with a little bluegill color, kind of uh, natural green pumpkin. 
kept going, uh, used the spinner a lot. I, I, this time, like I, I used more of a finesse, but I wasn't really getting any strikes or bites at all. So I used a little big profile. I went with the depths B custom and with the color I got, I wish I had it. I, I actually ate, it got bit off by a pike. Um, it, it's like a pink, like a pink, um, it was half ounce, pink head, white body. And then the, the blades were, um, they're like that. They're, they're not silver, they're, but they're not gold. They're the in-between, I forget the color, like a, like a pink brown, like a bronze color. Hmm. Um, and I was throwing that, that was killing it. That's where I caught, um, my other 19 on as well. So, or my 18 and, uh, 18 and three quarters. So, um, and, and I was just throwing that really shallow, just hitting little lay downs and things like that. Um, maybe like two feet of water. They're probably sunbathing from what they got from the sun. Um, the water temp was about 61 for most of the day, 63 at highest, I believe at some places. Um, and then kept going, try to hit this whole deep hole, deep drop goes, you know, it went to, down to 15 feet. Um, didn't, didn't get anything there. I usually get one or two. And then I usually get one at this one point. Um, I usually get it all the time with the net rig. So I put my net rig and what I do is I use the black and blue net rig. And then I tie the, um, it's the attachment of the blade where you can put in the back. So yeah, it has some, it has some flair to it, some shine yeah. to it. Just threw it on a, and I throw I throw really light with uh, my Ned rig on the river. I throw one fifteen. Um, yep, that was that's that's what I threw. Fine yeah. pearl. That is a waste. Got rose gold blades on yeah, it. That, that is wicked. Beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I'm so sad when I lost it too. So definitely <laughs> gotta go, gotta go get it back. And I bought it from a hookup tackle. And they they're located oh. in uh, Arizona, so yeah, oh, yeah, they're yeah. they they got all that cool stuff. They, all that, they got all, all those JDM, stuff. yeah. <laughs> so I I like to to keep up with them too, but yeah, I call my eighteen um uh, my my hold holy shit time. That's a freaking expensive right. expensive spinner bay, brother. Yeah. I would have went after that bike. It really is, but I mean, every time, even like the smallies, they bite so hard, they bend it out. Outwards, I was still able to bend it back even better. It never, it never was out of line. It always was like I would. I caught 17s that same day. I caught 16s, and they're just killing it and bending it, you know. And and I was always able to put it back. So I had no like. I think that by far the best spinner I've used so far, and I've used. I bought a bunch this this summer too to use. Um, but then you know, usually from where I, where where I fish is only eight miles stretch from from CWO to Snuffy's Landing. And then I decided at one o'clock that I'm gonna go then I'm gonna go further down because I was free shuttling. Um, so I ended up going another six miles to get to where the power plant was. And I knew it was just a lot of dead water going until I found some big eddies. I've only been on that stretch. Um, and then it went from Snuffy's Landing to Montessippi, saw some big boaters, ended up trying to, I knew I needed to get something big. And that's when I caught my 19 and uh, three quarters through a big swim bait. Um, it was just, it was just a like a it was the bigger gambler, so five five and a five point five, um, just natural green on a uh, on a weighted Texas rig uh, EWG hook. Threw that in between a netty and a branch. Boom, that thing just destroyed it. So big, I thought it was a twenty. All I yeah, it was just 
I was so happy, but yeah, what he, what he didn't tell me is, that, is that he passed me and he said, oh. I need a 20 to catch you. And then I was watching the leaderboard and saw that, that he called at 20 minutes left, 20 minutes he, left, but he, he was just that much short when he yeah. did it. 20 minutes left. And I just kept going and going and trying to hit it. And so by that time I had the eight, I called the 18 with the 19 and the three quarters, which it's crazy to think about because I was at third when, um, when because I got pushed back to third by Michael, I believe. Yeah. I got pushed back to third by Michael, and then I was like, and he only had half an inch on me too. So once I caught that nineteen three quarters, um, boom, it jumped made me jump back to to second. And I was like, all right, I'm now I'm only halfway <laughs> half an inch away from Scott, so I just need to get a eighteen. No, I need to get another 19 and a quarter to actually take first. But, you know, it, it's so hard when you're doing four fish, um, you know, with, with 10, 15 minutes left, you know. That's crazy. But, yeah, that was my day. It was probably the best day, even with my 18s, you know, that lands you up to like 95 inches, I believe. That's why I would have ended it with. Of all small. Which is crazy. Yeah, all small. Just yep. crazy. Yeah, I think I would have ended up with 95 and a half. Yep. Right. So. Which yeah, that was my day. Which right? is weird because that's what I got on Slay the week before, too. Right. So. Fish in a barrel. Calling. I was kidding. <laughs> How about you, man? Um, well, my day was pretty easy because uh, like I caught all my fish in one spot. All of them. Dang. Um, crazy. I caught I caught another fish and um, you know, so when we launched, um I, there was some confusion about some rules and everything else. Um, we weren't really clear that you could launch in the past. If you were self-shuttling, you couldn't launch until 715 because that's when the first wave launched. Um, but they said, hey, if you're self-shuttling, you can launch whenever. You just can't lines in until 715. So that was kind of a change that they weren't super, super clear about. Um, so once I found that out, I was planning to try to, you know, push out 715. So now then I'm rushing because there's three guys pushing away from the shore at a quarter to seven. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, these guys are going to jump on my spot. Right. <laughs> and so like, I'm hurrying, I'm rushing. I, I finally get on the water and they had kind of navigated in between a couple of islands. They were going to float down. So they navigated a couple between a couple of the islands and were crossing over. And of course they navigated between the wrong islands. That's basically what they did. Um, so, you know, like I said, about a month before this, I found the water level had dropped so much that all the fish that were spread out in all these great spots where it was two feet of water behind a boulder and it was slack and like all those things were like six inches or they were above above the waterline so all those fish like at some point came out there were still two or three places in the slay nation i caught a uh, 20 inch mouth closed 20 incher kicker in an eddy and um so there were a few fish still kind of around in other places but one of my practice days i was kind of floating back down towards where i was getting out at and I was on the backside of an island right at dusk. And I just, all of a sudden, just, it was like 
they weren't crazy going crazy, but they were just, you know, coming up like a whole bunch of fish would come up to the surface and grab, like just slurp and bait at the surface. And then I anchored down and I ended up catching about 15 smallmouth and almost every single one of them was over 18. Jesus yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, geez. So of course I win the KBF monthly, you know, because I, I put up like, you know, almost a hundred inches of, of smallmouth on the board. And then when, you know, when we had the sleigh tournament, I went out and I checked the, that was the first place I fished was the backside of that Island, but water level had dropped a little bit and they weren't really stacked right there. So I kept, I started moving up islands and I got about two islands up and through my plopper and, you know, like an 18 inch or smashed it. So I went up there, I anchored down and then I just started fishing it. And that was the same spot I went back to, to, to for this tournament. I just went up to that spot and then, you know, for 10 minutes before lines in, the fish were jumping out of the water everywhere and slurping and, and, um, I was kind of worried that they may have moved up a little bit, but I think those ended up being, you know, carp and some other fish that were really in some pipe that were chasing, uh, cause there, I didn't end up catching any fish up where all the, a lot of that activity was, but once I anchored down, I just, and I pretty much did all my damage on a um, wacky rig. What? What's what your wacky rig bait there? Can't hate the wacky. A wacky, just lightweight wacky rig with a with a weighted hook. You know, just light. Um, I like. I'm a. I'm personal to the young dinger. I'm a young dinger guy. I've always been. Um, and a lot of times, for years, I've thrown on even like the four inchers on, you know, like Texas rig, weightless Texas rig. Um, and I still sometimes, you know, I like to do that, especially with a casting rod, you throw it on a text, throw it on the hook. And, and it, that just seems to do that four incher, especially it does good in Texas. It does good in, you know, Minnesota. Um, and um, so, but this year I really got to where I, fishing that spinning rod a lot more um, because I think it helps me, especially with the way that I hook fish and retrieve that it, that rod gives a little bit. Um, so I don't lose as many fish. Um, but yeah, I was just, I basically cast it kind of as far as I could into a channel and let it drift down. Sometimes it had to drift and drift a little ways and then they, they'd snatch it. It was, it was definitely not as heavy as it was the week before or you know the month before. Like people had gone through there, you could tell and caught a few more of the aggressive fish. Um, because I only caught I think one on a top water. So, but everything else was it was wacky. And when they would pull the worm, if they pull the worm off the hook, then I would follow up with something like a um like a creature bait. I like to, I also like big bite baits. I throw a lot of big bite bait stuff. Um, and, you know, sometimes. I, I, I like that BFE. But I, well, I tell you what I, I tell you what I love to do. I love to fit, I love to pull baits out of the Walmart 
and the Dick's uh, bargain bin. Those cheap bargain bins, like when you get the the big bite baits or the, or the yums that are the the um, the rejects, the weird colors, like they they let the color run, like it's supposed to be a, a laminate, yeah. you know, like the crawls that are supposed to be like gray and orange and then but it's like almost all gray and a little bit of orange like i love those things green like you'll get those ones that are just like they are they don't look right but man those things i love fishing with those things because one they're cheap and two like they seem to look more natural because they they they're they're irregulars right but it's, it's a biz, irregular, biz right? Bates sell those like that that yeah, like so does a run stuff. Yeah, I was about to uh, shout out. Never uh, used them. Tennessee. He's a California Tennessee transplant guy. Uh, Inland Bates uh, up there in Nashville. He does runs where when he takes all of his leftovers, he just blends them all together, and then heats them up, and then pours baits, and you'll never see that color again. Like because he he has no clue how to make it again, and. Yeah. All his guys, I've got some right now that are doing phenomenal. And all the guys I talk to tell me, like, no, that's the color that usually just and uh, his product slays is this just reject blender combo that comes out like gray with purple smears and like four pink flakes. Like, and yeah. it just whacks on them. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I found these Yo Mamas, I think, that were um, like fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Green and like a you know, like an aqua turquoise color, you know, swirl. Um, and I haven't really seen that color in the regular baits. Um, and I don't know what it was, but, and I've tried to throw it around, but that's the color, that's the color like yum. The the two yum colors that, uh, that I love to throw, the brim color and the Bama bug. Um, you know, the brim color's got that lighter, kind of a turquoisey blue with the green in it and then yeah. the gamma bugs the darker green with that dark blue with a little bit of a purplish tone um so i like throwing those two because the 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 contrast if you could throw them in unless i'm in the clearest 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 water like i have another color that i throw in super super clear water but if it's not like if you can't see 20 feet in the water like i'm throwing probably one of those two because if they're on green, they'll bite it. If they're on the blue, they'll bite it. If they're like the swirl, if they like the mix, if they like the, the purplish tint, they like the, like it, it's kind of those two have it all. Um, and yeah, they were just on it. Um, and I found those like started in the summer, they just, the smallmouth. I get, I fish that on the backside of rocks and eddies. I'll let it float down in eddies. Um, I did catch an 18 over in my eddy my 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 kicker wasn't there my 20 kicker wasn't there um in that other spot somebody probably hooked it in practice the day or two before <laughs> um but i did catch an 18 on a drop shot over there 
and then um and then but i like i missed i missed one fish i got it almost all the way back to the to the boat um and if i miss them i don't worry too much about it because i'll usually swing back uh you know 20 30 minutes later and i usually catch them anyway so that's what happened i, I lost one that was in that was the 1875 that kicked that was my only like real cold I had two 18s that I took pictures of and had them sitting on the back end just in case. Um, but I caught an 18 and and then I ended up losing that 1875, came back about 30 minutes later and caught it again. I didn't know if it was getting, the spot was going to reload. So I'd move around the islands and fish a little bit. And then when I'd see a wave of guys coming down from the river, Go get on it. I pedal back over to my spot and I'd anchor down, and then I, you know, I just kind of throw some stuff around a little bit. And, um, <laughs> and that's the crazy thing too. You you call all your fish by nine a.m. You know, like, and then you called probably around noon, and you know, if you didn't get that call, and my my day went the same. You know, you yeah. I when, know when, it, when the fish when the spot really died, I like. I mean, I caught some small fish around. That I, you know, later in the day, some smaller fish here and there. Um, but I like that was the only time I was worried. About one o'clock was the only time I was started getting worried that I should have floated. Because I was like, yeah, the fish really aren't That's here. River. And I, I stuck in the middle, and all these guys have come down and kind of fished around the outside. So I know there's not a ton of fish, good quality fish on the outside. Um, I got good first crack at my my um my eddy spot but i was kind of a little worried all right not, not worried enough to to float down there and then either have to hit hitchhike back to my truck or um <laughs> and i and i had another buddy and so that was the crazy part you know the day before the tournament that friday it was rainy and windy on the river and i went and pre-fished another spot in the upper run for my buddy because he was coming from illinois and he hadn't had a chance and i put in and in 30 minutes i caught 93 inches in in 30 minutes jesus christ and, and then i was like okay well this was all in like a, a 30 yard stretch and i was like i'm gonna stop catching fish because if he floats this if he does choose to float this i don't want those fish to be all gone um so i mean he ended up not uh i don't know he thinks that some somebody else got a first crack at him mm. in that, those areas or they've kind of moved back off but there's a there's another i i every time when i've done this tournament before i used to always fish the upper section so mm. As um, i heard the the north side was always always good too um yeah i i think that there's more fish and better opportunities more current seams and more laydowns and more more places to throw at in the upper section yep, it's a little I, bit longer float um and there's way more islands but um and the lower section's got a lot of depth uh there's fewer places to throw at but sometimes that's better that means that when there's a spot they like bunch up there's, there's yep. a tree and there's a hole behind it and a lot of guys don't even realize this you know they'll be floating down the river and they'll throw and they'll catch a and catch a you know an 18 inch smallmouth you know by a tree by a lay down and then just keep floating and it's like 
You can't do that with smallmouth, man. (laughs) Like, like especially in that, in some of those sections where there's not a lot of stuff for them to be on, you got to stop, go over there, you know, anchor down, power pull down, or sit behind in the eddy and just kind of slow pedal and keep yourself right there and, you know, work that thing. Um, I know in practice when I floated the lower section, sometimes, like, you know, you get behind one of those things and I, you know, I throw a, uh, a beaver i drag a beaver and catch a fish and i throw a crankbait and catch a fish and i throw a plopper and catch a fish and you know throw the you know like you just you just kind of throw some of everything around in, in those areas and you'll end up catching a few of them oh, yeah. there's time there's time my buddy my buddy told me this and i didn't there are times i sat on a tree earlier this year in the mississippi in the upper mississippi i came up behind it went up to it and basically anchored onto a big tree lay down and jigged a 20 inch smallmouth out of it. Hmm. Yeah. My buddy says that that there's times in the summer they get like that, that, and they don't spook all that bad, but you can go right up onto these big, huge lay downs and basically jig 20 inch smallmouth out of these trees. Taking my Uh, vacation there next year, dude. I'm, I got experiences for myself. Yeah, de- definitely come come down. Uh, you know, fall transition, but that can happen within the you know the three the three weeks between August and September. So I'm just gonna take that whole month off. Right. I'm just gonna just gonna spend <laughs> spend a month up and there it, during the fall. And it gets better too. You know, it gets better as it gets colder, and that's the crazy thing. Wow. All right, Shanang, we, we don't want to hold y'all up anymore. We already <laughs> kept y'all too long. Uh, Shanang, anybody want to shout out? Any sponsors? Any anybody that makes fishing easier for you? Uh, no, yeah, no sponsors, but just people. You know, I wouldn't be fishing if it wasn't for my brother Pang. Um, you know, my cousin Kevin, he's always down to go out with me. Um, and then just Elvis, he's always been someone I can always ask questions with. He's a good, great, great angler as well. Um, did really good in the Minyak series, you know, uh, that just finished up this last weekend too. And then, um, Danny, Fook, Jester, and then also with this stretch, you know, Sonny helped me as well. So, and then I can't forget my girlfriend, um, Dan- Daniela. She always lets me go out whenever I need to, you know, this is my stress reliever. This is my me time, you know, this, this is, and, you know, I, she knows I spend out, you know, from six to two or three but you know it's it's definitely worth it so you know i appreciate it so much hey real quick is uh did was your cousin kevin that he fished this event yeah he got four fourth. too yeah he's gonna he shout him out congrats and on then, that he was right yeah. up there too 74 yeah, and a half so not too far out of the hunt right and the crazy thing too we were fishing we were near each other most of the time and we were you know and that's the crazy part he was ahead he would catch a fish and then i was ahead he, i would catch a fish measure he would go past me catch another fish you know it was just back to back and and we went Banging the whole out, man yeah 14 14 mile stretch 15 mile stretch and 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 you know we would play top five so that's crazy. awesome yeah scott, so what about you uh, scott yeah yeah i don't really i don't really do too much of the sponsor thing you know uh obviously um you know i'm in that guys you know we're we're growing we're trying to get um you know that off the ground um and we get a lot of a lot of support this year, averaging about thirty anglers. Second year, thirty anglers a tournament. Though, that's pretty good. good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, shout out, keep pushing those guys, man. So we got some new guys in there, but everybody's helping and they're learning, and everybody's willing to kind of 
teach and you know i mean there's always some guys that are kind of like you know is it you know tight -lipped, <laughs> but but for the most part it's a really good group of guys um and you know they're all they're all real helpful um so those are always helpful um you know like i said you know don't really do a whole lot there a couple of our sponsors that are always really i mean omnia is so good here in minnesota because like i can order it and they ship it the next day and i get yeah. it the following day so like you know like you don't have to pay for one day you know overnight shipping but you effectively get overnight shipping because we're in minnesota so yeah. Yeah, if they got it in stock you're going to get it quick um, yeah those guys are always um, good and I'm down oh, here in Alabama. I've got stuff from them quick too. They yeah. they, they do a good job. Yeah, we got a we got a little old mom and pop place in, uh down near Shreveport. Uh, they just moved to Blanchard called Funk Buster, and they they support Minnesota so well. Like they do. It's Dude, crazy. Funk, I've known Funk Buster since they started. Yeah, Paul and and Brenda are great. You know, they're great people. Um, you know, I've been to the house and talked to them and chatted on with them. They're great. They're great, great people. Um and you know they'll make anything you want if you call them and say hey here's what i want they'll pretty much make it any any way you want it so those guys Fantastic are always customer good. service too man yeah. i got some of their first underspins and i messaged the guy back and just let him know that like one of them came loose he shipped me an entire replacement order of them and i haven't had a single problem out of any of them yeah, yeah they're great yeah, those guys are good and then of course you know my wife my wife is very supportive um of my fishing you know um my dad my parents too my parents my dad is living vicariously through me um because he doesn't really get out to fish much anymore so um <laughs> with his health but um you know he he texts me it's con like every weekend are you fishing are you in a tournament how you doing <laughs> that's awesome, awesome. so it's, it's not bad i mean um and you know so and i'm traveling all I, like i'm leaving here mm -hmm got to go through Chicago to pick up my torpedo that get repaired and um gonna hang out with my buddy and fish a day there and then I'm gonna head down and I might stop in the Kentucky Lake do a practice day and then go into Pickwick um and I got a date with the my PV Smalley that I lost last time I was down there um well, you best hope it gets fishing better than it was last weekend dude it can't be worse than it was when we were there last time it, I, I called a not, seven pounder not, last year there. Nine hundred. The, the the flow was like nine thousand. Like 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 if somebody flushed the toilet, it would have doubled the flow in the river. Yeah. I mean, it was so they turned the water off. So they're already at, they're already at winter pool and water is getting shut off by ten a.m. right now. Um, no, but, we had big but, rain on but, Saturday. Or yeah, Saturday. maybe with the hurricane they'll be. It'll yeah, help a little. And, and, and the days are still 80 degrees. So if it's sunny, like I think it's supposed to be fairly sunny. So if it's sunny and 80 degrees, people are going to have their ACs on. They'll, they'll need some electricity. Now, not as bad as it's going to be at 90, 95 degrees. But yeah, you, I, I, as just, I fish it a lot. I'm just going to say that you, everybody better hope that it gets some rain. It's good. It's going to be know tough. What? I'm a, I fish good in the fall. I did good in chicken in the fall. I, like I'm a fall fisher. I fish good in the fall. Um, like all my, all Americans did placements were all good in the fall. If fight, fishing's tough in the fall, I'm, I'm going to do well. <laughs> well, we'll I, be looking I, forward to seeing it. It's my last shot for trying to get to the classic, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's my last 
last opportunity. And I really want to fish, although they haven't announced it, you know, you have a general idea where it's going to be, right? Well, they, they announced it last night. It would be on check. Yeah. They announced oh, it on KBN. Yeah. It's, it's going to be on check. Yeah. Oh, see, that's not, that's not bad. See, I, I said it, it's a toss up. It's, it's either going to be on Watts Bar or they're going to go down one more and they'll go to Chick. I was yeah. like, you know, because the pros are going to be in, in Dayton. So, right. They're, they're up there and you, they, you, they're always putting you close. I was like, the only other place they could have put us was up on Cherokee or whatever. So, they should put y'all on Nickajack. <laughs> so, Never Nickajack. Yeah. All right. Well, we, we appreciate y'all being on. Sorry to keep you on so long and good no, luck no the rest of the year. Thanks, Scott. Guys. Good, good luck at Pickwick, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate being on. Thanks. Yeah, All no right, problem. Y'all. Hope to have y'all Take on soon easy. again. All right. Later. All right. I can't wait to get up there. I definitely, I got to go check that one out. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to get into the attorney recap for the rest of the country for last weekend. So we'll get right into it. The kayak anglers of Eastern Pennsylvania were on the North branch of the Susky They had 28 anglers, five fish limit. First place, Jordan Welliver was 87 inches. Second place, Josh Sims with 85 and a half and third place, Brooke Williams with 80 and a half. Uh, next up, the kayak anglers of Laurel Highlands, uh, Keystone power dam, 30 anglers. Uh, first place, Abby Abendoza with 81 and a quarter. Second place, Colton Hutchinson with 72 and a quarter. And third place, Adam Milstead with 72 and a quarter. And that was a five fish tournament, so that was a tough one. Uh, next up's the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail uh, on East West Harbor. This is always a uh, East West Harbor, always ends up being a good event. Uh, 62 anglers, five fish limit. Aaron Stahlbaum with 91 and a quarter. Second place, Nicholas Staler with 87 and a half. Third place, Sean Skidmore with 86. Uh, next up, the W, the uh, West Virginia Kayak Anglers two day championship. Um, at Jackson County, two-day tournament, 33 anglers, five fish per day total. First place, Mr. Jody Queen. Betty was throwing a jackhammer, 158 and a half inches. Second place, Greg Cuff- Kupfner with 152 and a half. Third place, Buddy Vance with 147 and a half. Next up was the uh, Clarksville Area Kayak Fishing Group in Paris, Tennessee. They were fishing Lake Barkley, Kentucky Lake, uh, co-hosted with the West Tennessee Bass Shackers, 37 anglers. First place, Elijah Slicker with 90 and a half. Second place, James Miner with 85 and a quarter. And third place, Anthony Winkleman with 80 inches. Next up was Oklahoma Kayak State Championship on Lake Tenkiller. Uh, top 60 anglers across the state. Two-day tournament, 58 anglers. First place, Zachary Warren with 157 and three quarters. Second place, Ryan Hendricks with 156 and three quarter. And third place, uh, Tove with uh, 155 and three quarter. Uh, next up's the Grassroots Bass Yakin Championship on Patoka Lake. Two-day tournament Patoka. there. <laughs> 94 anglers. First place, Brian Sparks with uh, 159 and a quarter. Second place, Tyler Atwell with 152 and three quarters. Third place, Wyatt Guard with 142 and a half. Next up was the Southeast Texas Kayak Bass League on Lake Fork. like One of my favorite lakes. 55 anglers. Two-day tournament here as well. First place, Jacob Muller with 183 and a quarter. Second place, Joe Lanzilotti with 180 and a quarter. And third place, Stephen Fisher with 176 and a quarter. Um, next up is the California Bass Nation Kayak Trail Series Championship on Clear Lake. Two-day tournament for 50 anglers. First place, Joshua Bryant with 182 and three quarters. Second place, Alexander Ramirez with 175 and three quarter. And third place, said it earlier, Damian Tao with 175 and a half. My man's cash and checks. 
All right, two more. Next up was the Wild West Bass Trail uh, Kayak Tournament of Champions, also on Clear Lake. Uh, two-day tournament, 45 anglers. First place, Damian Tao, 175 and a half. Second place, Garrett Clark with 172 and a quarter. Third place, Calvin Vang with 169. Last but not least, the Washington Kayak Bass Fishing Tour on Alder Lake, 29 anglers. First place, Kevin Frank with 81 inches, second place, Jim Davis with 78 and a half, and third place, Chase Odin with 60 and a half. And that is it, folks. Another great show. I love talking river smallies. We do, we usually get to leave the smallmouth talk to the uh, final cast guys, but we, we, we got to jump into one, and I learned. I didn't even know Depths made spinnerbaits. So, I didn't uh, either. They look badass, even all the other colors. Like that white and chartreuse one's got my name wrote all over it. I might take a loan out to buy a few of these, but how much are they? Twenty five dollars a piece. That's high. That's high. I they, see. I'll, I'll throw them around here because nothing's gonna bite it off. I'd yeah. never throw these up there with all that pike. Like my man is make, making some money <laughs> here. I'll I'll give you a shout out on one. The uh, Crusher lures the it's the Cliff Crochet the Petite. Dude, that thing, that wire on that thing is so thin. It, it's the vibration's crazy. But I mean, a big fish will absolutely wreck it. I bought one and they're like 10 bucks. And then the first out of catfish, kill it on the first bite. And it was just mangled and gone. But it's, dude, that, that spinnerbait's ridiculous. So, and, I definitely, and, I gotta, and they're made in Alabama, which is cool. So. Yeah. I knew the crusher was. I didn't know anything about the spinnerbait though. I've been. I was saying it this weekend that I needed to get back into throwing spinnerbaits because, like, I throw some. I'll throw some of the accent spinnerbaits, the big ones, like yeah. one ounce. But I don't do it much. And then I always hear about guys, uh, you know, like burning spinnerbaits in the current for for smallies, and I've never done it. So I. It's a it's the right time of the year. Yeah, I definitely am gonna check it out. All right. All right, everybody, y'all be good. We appreciate you listening. Uh, if you're going out on the water, wear your PFDs and and take care. All Peace. Right. Later. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Fin. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures. Your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina. The beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today. I'm just going to throw this out there. If you have. 
Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. From the Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest, me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. 